So today we're going to talk social media disentanglement. Um, and so far, Mr. Husband over here has been the one who has gone farther in disentanglement. But in this one, I have pulled in different place. So I'm going to talk about how and why. Yes. And uh, Samantha here <laughs> has, has, has twice quit Facebook for uh, two different reasons. And um, she can tell that story. And we're going to give you um, some reasons why um, you should quit and uh, some reasons why maybe you shouldn't do it right away, but take your time and do it correctly. Which is how you're going to be doing it. Right. Mister. Okay. So, um, I started using Facebook, um, not too long after it became open to the public. In fact, I remember the exact moment I first heard Facebook mentioned because someone that, you know, was very in very much in the middle of the tech world. And he was, um, had just gotten dumped by his much younger girlfriends. He was living in Boston. And he was living in Boston, which of course is where Harvard is, which is where Mark Zuckerberg was. And, um, he didn't really want to break up or didn't consent to it. And like sort of thought he'd talked her into like trying a little bit more. But then when he checked her Facebook profile, she had changed her status from in a relationship to single. And that's how he knew he was really dumped. And I remember that you and I just kind of played along. <laughs> like we knew what he was, maybe you had heard of Facebook before, but that was definitely the first time I ever remember hearing it and thinking like, wow, that is really weird that this thing exists that can, you can get dumped on publicly. Yeah. And that was the, more than that, that was the time which it seemed official to him. It seemed like there was a hope until... Facebook said there wasn't. Yeah. So that, I mean, that was weird. And I would say it hasn't gotten any less weird. In fact, only more weird since then. Anyway, so I resisted for a while, even while people our age were Generation X, um, were, were coming into it more and more. I think I did, first of all, just because there was somebody I needed, someone younger than me that I needed to get in touch with. And she was already not using email. She was only using Facebook Messenger. So I just created an account just for that one message, but it sat dormant for a while. Then Mr. Husband and I moved to an undisclosed location in Europe. <laughs> and um, this is awful, but well, yeah, I was lonely. And so I started using Facebook because um, I did not speak French very well. We didn't have a whole lot of friends. It took years to get to that point. And, or German. Right, because I wasn't meaning to imply that we live in France at all, because it was um, Iceland. Anyway, <laughs> I'm really bad at this. <laughs> so, um, right, so... I explicitly used Facebook to compensate for my loneliness, which seemed rational then and seems like the fast track to mental illness now. Anyway, still, I did have enough of a sense of my own personal privacy that I restricted it to my hundred closest friends. I didn't just accept any friend invitation I got. And in fact, when people friended me who I had never met personally or just didn't want to have that kind of like open like view into my particular sense of humor, I would write them a very nice letter apologizing and say, or like email ex explaining why I wouldn't do it. And that worked fine. And this was also when you saw everything of your friends in the order in which it happened on your but There's your a real feed. news feed and it was a news feed from just like if you're subscribed to somebody's blog, it came with, you know, the most recent articles first, etc. Exactly. So literally honest newsfeed. every day I would go and scroll through on my laptop until 
I reached a post I'd seen before the day before. And then I know I was caught up with everybody's news and I would comment and we, you know, and I, anyway, so that was sort of innocent so far as it went though, you know, of course it meant that I was, um, somehow mopping up my loneliness in our location with this fake digital version. But it did not feel fake to me at the time, and it was relatively less manipulated than it later came to be. I do remember also distinctly when I realized I was not getting the honest news feed mm. and that Facebook was giving me what it thought it wanted me to see, and it really irritated me, and I kept trying to figure out how to set it back, but in time that became impossible. But that was not what did it. What did it is, I would say, within the last six months before we left to return to the States to live, um, I... Was that was that soon before we left? I was that, yeah, I think so. All so right. this would have been in 2015 or 2016. Um, not to give any more coordinating data points about who we really are. But um, <laughs> um, I remember this moment. It was like one of those lucid, vivid sensory moments that stays with you always. I was crossing over the little bridge over the river that separated our part of the town from the other part of the town inside of our apartment building. And I don't remember what it was exactly, but I remember something that had happened to me when I was out and about that morning. I was in my mind formulating into a pithy, hilarious Facebook status update. And I flatter myself, I was pretty good at that. My hundred best friends all really liked my daily or multiple times daily hilarious, pithy Facebook updates and my Ryan sparkling sense of humor. But in that moment that I was doing it, I suddenly had the thundering revelation, I am not living my life, I am ransacking my life for Facebook updates. And it was that abrupt and that clear, and in that moment also absolutely impossible to continue. I realized there was something sick and twisted because no longer was my life a real life. It was just fodder for this other thing. And this was way before I had any concerns about security, privacy, data mining, extraction. I was not worried about being canceled or manipulated. You're worried about how this tool was changing how you looked at the world. It was changing my brain. It was changing my relationships. It was changing how I lived my life. And yeah, I was. It also like, was um, a um, codependent in our um, difficulty in living in another country. Yeah. So all that being said, I just realized I have to get out of here. But I have to say, I also liked it. I like the attention, just like everybody does. And uh, because I had still so carefully circumscribed my group, you know, I wasn't getting any like hate mail or nasty responses or anything like that. It was all affirmation, which of course is also how they get you. Um, so I just decided that when we returned to the States. I, no, actually, it might have been... It was before. I yeah, I think it was when we... We went on a When we moved traveling. out before we took some interim travel time. I, I deleted my account. I remember my last post was, ladies and gentlemen, my name has left the building. I managed not to say at that time. <laughs> Almost did. Um, and I have to admit, I didn't delete my account for 24 hours just to see who would comment on my last post. <laughs> But then I did. I deleted it. I downloaded the whole thing first because I had a feeling I might someday need to prove what was and wasn't on there. You can't actually do this when you delete Facebook. Um, so I still have that file. I don't know. I've never tried to open it again, but I, I have the data. And um, so anyway, I stayed off for somewhat under a year. Um, 
And it wasn't because I particularly wanted it to go back, but at that time I was beginning to think about how to kind of launch myself as a more uh, independent freelancer in my my field, which also shall remain nameless for the time being. And um, I needed to create a website for myself. And then I thought, well, if I do Facebook just as marketing, rather than as a substitute for life, that will be okay. So once we'd been back in the States long enough that I felt like I would not be tempted to broadcast my severe reverse culture shock, I went back in with my full name. Uh, I hadn't been using my full name before, so I would be easier to find. And um, I decided that I would just make everything public and the purpose of it would be to be just basically marketing. Like I wasn't fooling myself anymore that it was relational, that it was marketing. So far, so good. I feel like I'm talking a lot. Do you want to have any commentary at this point? This is more my story than uh, yours. But. Only that um, I, too, during all this period, did have a Facebook account. I remember signing up for one. I suppose it was around the time we moved to Europe or maybe a little bit before. And it was... To um, Iceland, you mean? Yeah, to Iceland. <laughs> and I remember it was a convenient way to keep in touch with people. I, I never... Um, posted a great deal and it was kind of random uh, um, as I did but I remember very distinctly um, putting things up on Facebook and liking the likes uh, when they came about um, and eventually got an Instagram account and also did for a while did some fun street photography and I was just sort of experimenting how to, how to use this these new tools creatively so that was uh, enjoyable and entertaining. Um, I don't think that I lived with it, lived for it. I don't remember having that that revel revelatory moment. But I... you never use it as much as I did, though, either. No, and but um, I did use it one time earlier. We we did a project together where we did use. This was back in two thousand and ten, yeah. and we did do a project where we posted things on Facebook, and we had a group, and we got over a thousand followers or eighteen hundred followers. And we had eight hundred, which I, for two thousand ten was actually really good. Yeah, so that was kind of before the like button and before the uh, the, the algorithms started choosing your news feed. So um, that was a pretty honest and open experience. I don't remember it. And I think you used Twitter for that project. I did right? use Twitter for that. And uh, like I said, it's eventually Instagram. So, uh, I mean, I used a number of these tools because, like I said, I'm a technology early adopter, kind of a, you know, I'm a max was a maximalist working towards minimalism. So I, I had I had some experiences with that, but I don't I don't feel like I used it. Um, I don't. You didn't have that... the same emotional relationship to it. That no, I, I don't right. think so. Okay. Maybe I'm deceiving myself. No, I, I, I remember because like you, I mean like I when I would look at your account or whatever, you just never posted as often as I did. You weren't didn't use it to compensate. And I was also just I, I assumed it was a way for people to get in touch with me. So occasionally I get contacts with old friends from college or high school. And... Right. Yeah. And I should say that the, someone who's very dear to me that I'd been estranged from a long time, she was able to find me through Facebook. And that's yeah, how we so reconnected. There's, there's so this some, is some good. This is not a, uh, a lot of people defend these things with the any good fallacy, which is like, if any good comes of it, you have to accept all of it. Uh, there's also a zero good fallacy, which is to say there's nothing redeeming about these technologies yeah, at all. Yeah, that's clearly not the case. And that's not the case that's either. So the there were goods that accrued yeah, to yeah, me. No, no. So that, that's not my argument. My argument is that in the end, um, and now especially, the ills that accrue outstrip the goods and there are other ways to achieve the goods. So... Anyway, so I am no longer um, deceived about or using Facebook as an emotional crutch or as a way of being uh, privately related to my hundred best friends. Um, I, you know, 
actually worked rather hard to, you know, get as many friends as that I wanted. Though in my mind, I always felt a little uneasy because I knew it was really more like followers because I was no longer doing anything personal for the people who were like actually my friends and like the emotional life together sense. Um, and the people who I allowed to be my friends were really people that I was trying to reach out to with my work. And it just like the bait and switch never quite felt right for me, even though I felt like I was as honest as I could be on the page about, you know, I shared my work. That was what I was doing, not my life. But, you know, it's just, it's still called friends. It's something kind of, anyway. So I kept doing that. But then I began to realize that Facebook will not let you use its platform as a marketing technology anymore unless you pay. And so... To, to tell them how you discovered this. Well, what started happening... Because you were a, a naive little child going into this experiment. <laughs> so it started out okay. And like I started getting people who I didn't know very well, you know, you know, liking or commenting on the things that I shared. And so I would share like articles that I did or my other podcast that I um, have or, um, you know, events coming up. And what I began to realize before very long is any post that took you off the Facebook site wouldn't, was not getting promoted. It was just not getting anywhere near the proportional number of likes compared to the... What? The algorithm wasn't showing it to people. Exactly. And I didn't realize this at first, but gradually it became clear to me. And the way I started testing this is I noticed that photos always got way more responses. And so I just kind of went back and forth and I even, and then th this is where it kind of proved it to me. I started doing handwritten posters with the, the link to what I wanted to share, <laughs> like to my personal website or whatever. And those got tons of likes. The algorithm promoted them like crazy. And clearly the algorithm could not read the photo and could not tell what I was not doing. Yet. But if I did the exact same link in just, you know, text, you know, with a hyperlink in there, nowhere near the same results. I mean, like hundreds versus two. Yeah, exactly. Kind of and like, numbers. it was always my dad, your dad, and someone I never met, <laughs> you know, like that, that who liked absolutely everything I did. So, um, yeah, so that finally it dawned on me. And then I began to realize that people, you know, I was seeing ads, people pay for ads. So then I was beginning to think, well, this isn't actually working for marketing. I don't like it much anyway. Um, then, like lots of other people, this is somewhere around 2016, the nature of American political discourse, we've moved back to the States in an election year, bad idea, and a particularly contentious election year, and um, quickly realized that the whole thing was imploding into just this horrific nastiness. So I realized that if I scrolled through my feed at all, within 10 posts, something would get my blood pressure up. And I guess a lot of people like getting outraged through social media, but I actually don't. And, you know, I would have to, like, take the mental time to work like through it. Like is and as like does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And shake it off. So then I just decided, well, I'm just not going to scroll anymore. And actually, I had enough self-control not to. But then I discovered that the top... The top um, item on my feed, um, which is the only one I could see when I opened it on my browser, was either my dad, who had, that, who had become a prolific poster, usually of photos, that's why I would see him, or something that would piss me off. 
<laughs> and like finally after a while I'm like, okay, Facebook is either manipulating my filial piety or trying to piss me off to get my attention. Both and of which it, things get your attention. Yeah, and you know, they're both actually true. That's exact. And I, you know, I didn't at the time I had vaguely heard of algorithms and stuff, but I didn't like fully understand that that's exactly what was going on. Yeah, they had been testing and to see what worked for you. Right. And then you, mister, introduced me to this thing that was just like, what was it, like a feed blocker? So that you could go and like check your messages and even post, but never see a feed at all. So that was awesome. So I installed that. And but then it gave you me these really annoying inspirational quotes. And even some of those pissed me off. So it was only a partial solution. So what finally did it... um, as you can see, I had stripped down to the bare minimum and I like I had like placeholder accounts on LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter, but I yeah, never the, the technical word for that is planted your flag. I planted my flag. Yeah, yeah, on those three. Never actually used them. But at the time I thought, well, in case I ever branch out, I wanna, you know, make sure no one steals my somewhat distinctive name. And um Anyway, so I was down to like the bare minimum of Facebook use. And I thought, well, you know, even if it doesn't get that many likes, you know, I can at least keep posting my podcast episodes and my blog, whatever, just for the handful of people who like it every time. So Facebook will show it to them. It just seemed like a basic, like almost courtesy to the super fans. Until then, I finally read first You Are Not a Gadget by Jaron Lanier, um, an amazing looking man with long dreadlocks and uh, love for weird musical instruments, who was at the beginning of the Silicon Valley internet revolution. And he wrote this fantastic book, highly recommended, and he appeared in the Social Dilemma documentary. But then I saw that he'd written a new book called 10 Reasons to Delete Your Social Media Accounts Right Now, or something more or less like that. So I thought, well, I'm a fan of his first book. So, you know, look at me. I All I use is Facebook in a very minimalistic way. I don't really need to delete it, but what the heck, I'll read it anyway, just because I like him. I read the book and I said to you, mister, I'm deleting my Facebook account before the week is out. And I did. And I have to admit there was about a two month hangover where I had FOMO and wondered like, what are all these people doing and talking about and sharing that I'm not a part of? But once that wore off and it was kind of like a withdrawal, um, I have not regretted for a moment. In fact, I have been extremely happy and pleased to excise myself from the system. And then as we've recently discovered all the issues with security and privacy and manipulation, and most recently that Facebook has known for at least two years that its um, processes and algorithms cause teenage girls to hate themselves. And as one of the major causes of the upswing of anxiety, depression, suicide, and all the rest. Yeah, which has caused them to postpone the release of Instagram Kids. There's an Instagram Kids? There's an Instagram oh, those Kids. sick bastards. But they're not going to release it yet until they can put in place the proper precautions. Oh, yeah, don't use it. That's the proper precaution. Anyway, I am really glad not to be feeding this beast. And um, moreover, since we have gone gone into the social, the security privacy thing, I suddenly realized I had those three dormant accounts on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. And then the question came up: Well, is it better to have planted my flag? Should I go and reactivate my Facebook account just so no one can pretend to be me? Because actually, my dad, who's on Facebook but not on Instagram 
we recently discovered that there was a fake Instagram account under his name that was messaging people. And so if you don't plant your flag, you're susceptible to this. But then I realized that I was so cleanly out that what I was going to do is completely deactivate and delete all my accounts. And then on my personal website, I will plant my flag there and say, I do not use any social media platforms whatsoever. If you get something that claims to be for me in those sites, it is a fake. Don't believe it. And that is my totally clean, successful disentanglement from that universe. And I did also um, download all of my second Facebook account before I deleted it. But anyway, I just got the news this morning that Twitter has deactivated completely my account. So I deleted it. It will take 30 days. They all say it takes 30 days for it to be totally out. So by sometime in November 2021, I should be totally and cleanly out of all those systems, and I am never going back. Right. Well, I, um, on the other hand, still have uh, a number of these social media accounts. I did close down my Instagram account. That's fairly easy to do and um, was fairly painless. I hadn't used it probably in six or seven years uh, to any great degree. Um, but there, there uh, for those of you who are recently outraged by the uh, revelations about social media, if you've watched The Social Dilemma and you're concerned about the manipulation, there are um, some things uh, to keep in mind. One is that um, if you delete your account, um, it's all gone from the active servers of those companies and won't be shown, um, but it still exists somewhere in the backup. So it's never going to go completely away. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it will be out of the public view for the most part. Um, the second thing is... But uh, the courts can still get it. The, the companies can still get it. And that's why it is a good idea, if you can, to download. Right. And there are a number of... Um, uh, just also, uh, there are a number of public sites that scrape the internet for archival purposes, one of which is the Wayback Machine. I don't believe that that archives Facebook, uh, but it does archive a lot of blogs. Um, but... Um, Regarding the permanency of the data, even if you delete your account, um, recently there's been a, uh, a release of information um, stolen, not really stolen, but it's really scraped from publicly available information from Facebook of one, the, all the information of 1.5 billion users. Of Facebook? Of Facebook. That, I think, came out this last week. We're here in October 2021. Um, so... Even if you have deleted your account, or even if you delete it after this, all of the data that has been scraped is now forever circulating. And any information that's associated with you that's on that account has been scraped and made public. Um, that's not everything, because there are certain restrictions. But uh, you should know that there is no way of for many of you to really delete all of this information. It's going to be out there. Uh, so especially young people who are looking for good jobs... <laughs> Everything you ever post on social media can and will come back to haunt you. Right. Um, so there's so there's um, and everything your friends post about you on social media also. It's all it's all there and it's never going away. Even Snapchat, which apparently is uh, famous for deleting messages, of course anybody can take a screenshot. But also they they are known to keep recording, keep keep uh, copies of that on their own servers right. for in perpetuity. So of course. If you don't want to go all the way to deletion right away, which I don't necessarily encourage you to do, you can go immediately into your privacy settings and make your account as private as possible. Take away any identifying information. Certainly take away your phone number, any email address you can. Hide it, hide your birth date. Hide anything that's really not... That's Use not an real. initial, not your Use real name. Use an initial, name. not your real name. You know, that's not going to prevent 
anybody who knows you from finding you, but it might prevent somebody who's just scraping data from um, randomly associating you with the wrong thing. Anyway, it may be, it's probably too late, but you can change that right away and that will have some effect. So make it as private as possible. Also, you have to go in and secure it with a two-factor identification because people will take over your account um, and they will, especially if your security is low, and they'll pretend to be you in order to pull off some kind of a scam. And even before I left Facebook, I was getting identical, a friend request from people I was already friends with, and it was identical yeah. name, photo, everything. I'm sure that's everything. happened to all of you. You get yeah. some from your aunt who has probably password 123. <laughs> And um, their account is hacked or duplicated and somebody's pretending to be them, etc. So you know, make it as secure as possible. And for the moment, if you're, if you're not ready to delete it all, just make it as private as possible and park it with a super strong password. Um, it's also true that various services index these, uh, including Google, indexes the Facebook pages. So then it can lead to them more quickly uh, than not. And uh, it's quite... Uh, clear that um, if you delete something, if you de delete your pace, uh, page, those indexes also uh, retain it, a copy of it. And one of the ways you can make sure the indices delete what you have is maybe even if you don't have too many posts to go through and actually delete all of the individual posts first, if you have the time and the inclination, and then let it rest for a few days or weeks while it's re-indexed and that will get rid of them and then you can delete it a little more safely. I don't know if these are correct. I'm not an expert on this. I've just, if you are going to delete these accounts, um, you can't just get rid of them all, say no more, thanks, bye-bye, um, and that will be probably good enough for the rest. If you want to be very thorough, there are some groups online you can search for how to delete Facebook completely, etc., etc., and you'll find horror stories of people whose accounts were never deleted or um, they did it the wrong way and it came back, etc. Anyway, there are there can be problems. For the most people, most people it's gonna be quite easy and straightforward. But yeah, I had you search on your still extant Facebook account for me, and there didn't seem to be any evidence that there was my account was still active or there was anyone pretending to be me. So that was right. good. Right. Yeah, so that's one way. If you want to delete your accounts, it's pretty easy to just go ahead and do it. You may or may not want to do that if you're just getting into this uh, idea of uh, minimizing your uh, presence on the internet, you might want to just wait for a while, um, figure out what your strategy is and what to prioritize. And I think it also depends on if your primary concern is privacy and security or your main concern is mental health. And yeah, honestly, I think the latter is more urgent right now. Again, see Jaron Lanier's book on 10 reasons to delete your social media accounts right now and the documentary, The Social Dilemma, for the entry point into why. We'll, well, I think we'll talk in the future about other literature about the mental right. health consequences. Yeah, and the pri pri for privacy and security, um, that uh, there's not necessarily urgent, but it's something that you can make sure is secure enough now. Uh, and you can do it at some point in the future, um, hopefully sooner than later. I'm planning eventually on deleting my social media accounts. I've got LinkedIn, I've got Twitter, I've got two Twitter accounts. I've got Zing, which is this one they use in Germany. Um, I've, I've got the academia.edu. Uh, you know, I've got a bunch, of, a bunch of these different pages because I would just try anything. You know, I sign up for and try anything. And of course, I all sign up for them with my own e email address, which is my own name, which is right. exactly what you shouldn't do. Um, yeah. But I did it anyway in good faith, and I now I'm having to disentangle myself from this web of uh, profligate uh, publicity that I have engaged myself in. All right. Well, we will um, update our listeners as we go along as you manage to extract yourself and disentangle from these systems. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.